mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Let's get into week five. Uh, today, of course, I'm joined by our group manager, Kim. Hello, Kim. How are you? Hello, Gina. I'm great. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so let's get right into it. Um, you obviously are the manager of the group. You have your pulse on what's going on. You're in there every day. You're working with our program specialists. Where are people at? What are they talking about this week? This week, well, coming off of downsizing last week, this week, there's definitely some topics on their mind. One of the big ones is eating to satisfaction and what that feels now this week compared to last week. After downsizing, yeah. after downsizing. Yeah. Uh, another one would be getting the scale moving. They really expect to see the scale moving now that we've got in that past and, you know, their expectations and all the things that they can do to get that happening. Yeah. And uh, then of course the messy middle, we're in the messy middle this week and uh, self-sabotage expectations and things like that are really playing on their minds and kind of motivating them, but also causing them to be a little frustrated. Okay, just that. All right, let's start with let's start with eating dissatisfaction. So, where are people with that? Are they confused? Are they surprised? Like, what what's the issue there? The issue with that is that um, I think a lot of people thought that coming into eating to satisfaction was going to have their portions increasing from downsizing mm -hmm. week, and a lot of them are discovering that they're needing to eat less to be satisfied and they're getting they're having feelings about that it's an uncomfortable feeling to see your portions become smaller than what they've been for years for some people and have yeah. that be normal it doesn't look like enough food to a lot of people but you know i think they really need to trust their body and just know it's going to tell them it's enough and they need to listen to it yeah it's it's always this why i say it's always what your portions feel like not what they look like and then it's also hard for people to grasp that the body's needs change day to day to day and this is why counting calories doesn't work because it doesn't account for that one day you might need one egg the next day three eggs so although people will notice their portions are naturally getting smaller as we progress they still need to be open to when they are a little bit hungrier and going back for more, being mindful about those portions is just as much leaving food on your plate if you're not hungry for it and going back for seconds if you need more of it. I'm always surprised. We get a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm so worried about not eating enough. But really, we've been eating to satisfaction for the size body that they're at now. And if they're going to want to lose weight, you know, obviously, their body's probably not going to need as much if they're 50 pounds less. Plus, when it comes to portions, it's all about what people are used to. This is why, for example, you know when you're sick and say you have a flu and you don't eat for a few days and then when you come back to eating again, you're like, oh, I can't eat very much and you get full a lot quicker. That's because your body's had an opportunity to reset with your actual needs. It's just that you eat more or high sugar and your body gets used to larger portions, larger portions, larger portions. So it's all about what your body is used to, not about what your body needs. So I totally get it. Um, Obviously, you know, we would never, my, my biggest takeaway for people, and, and I want them to ask as many questions as possible, is that we would never suggest anything that's going to cause them to gain weight or stop them from continuing to lose weight. Or we, we really want people to be as successful as possible. Does that kind of, does that address that? Or is there any other kind of underlying, like, do you have any specific questions to go by with this? I would say one of the specific questions is how there's people that are having, they still don't know when they are satisfied. and. Mm -hmm especially if they're not feeling hungry in the first place. And that knowing how much to eat when they're not feeling the urge to eat is part of it, but also yeah. a little bit they're worried about next week. They know they have to downsize again. So they're worried if they eat too little this week to eat to satisfaction next week, they're going to be having to cut that back even more. Yeah, so future tripping. So it could be next week, you're again, you're in tune with those portions in the moment. So you may end up downsizing, but your initial your portion might start off being even bigger. 
next week than what it was this week. That's why I never look at what your portions look like. Also, that's one of the reasons that we have people eating even when they're not hungry and offsetting, you know, when, you know, if, they're, if they feel like they're not eating enough. Just by eating six times a day and nutrient-rich foods. And I think people need to reflect on the kinds of foods that they were choosing and eating and consuming before they came into this program, this process. What were you constantly thinking about your making your choices as nutrient rich as possible, right? Like, no, or are we just grabbing a bagel and slapping some butter on it where now, okay, maybe you might be having a bagel, but you got, you know, you have some egg on there and avocado on there. And do you know what I mean? Even salads where you might have chopped up some cucumbers and tomatoes and now you're adding nuts and seeds and cheese. So, you know, large larger amounts of food don't necessarily, hardly ever actually equate to nutrient rich food, food that actually gives your body that the nutrients that they need. So the, my advice with the four questions is, is, is to, sorry, eating dissatisfaction, ask the four questions. Trust your body. If you're not hungry, still have those token amounts because that will offset when you are super hungry and downsizing, you know? And, and it's always about asking those four questions in in the moment. That's the most important thing. You you can't eat more food, have it last you longer. And if you if you eat too little in the moment and you end up like ridiculously starving, just go back and have a little bit more or have your next meal or snack when we are downsizing next week a little earlier, a little earlier, right? So so that's my advice. Okay. So what what do you got next? What's next? What's, what's next on the list? is getting the scale moving and it falls right in line with maximizing, right? People are anxious to get the scale moving. Um, they're wanting to know what else they can do when it's not happening. And, um, you know, obviously the Dr. Paul chat had a lot, a lot of insight into that, but um, you know, we've, we've had people saying like, okay, the scale scale is supposed to start moving for me. How much should I expect to lose now? And really we need to get the message across so that it's not quite that easy as, it's week five. Let's get it moving. Yeah, I get it. I think because the lead up, this is when we actually start to try to lose weight. Like this is where we're actively helping the body focus on it. I think every day you should show up like you're expecting the scale to move, but also recognize it's not realistic. It's the little things that you keep doing each day that they're going to add up. And if the scale hasn't moved for you. At some point, it's going to break. The doctor call conversation, like we want to be real, real. Some people will, for the most part, people are losing weight just fine. Never need to ask a question. We'll hear from them at the end. There'll be a huge success story, you know, but if you are one of those people who are really struggling, there's no shortage of resources. And it's really about listening. Like if you're struggling and wondering what to do and you haven't watched that Dr. Paul segment yet, if you're struggling and wondering what you can do and you haven't read that maximizing post 20 times and are printing it off and checking it off, if you are struggling and wondering what to do and you haven't taken like time to even do a few deep breathing exercises, you know, today alone, just taking a minute. So, so uh, here's what I would suggest. Pretend like when you're saying, what more can I do? Pretend like you're sitting in front of me and I'm asking you, what are you doing to manage your stress? What time did you go to bed last night? What's your sleep hygiene like? How much water are you drinking? I noticed someone today in the group popped up and they're like, I'm trying really hard. Like I'm drinking, you know, I started at 500 mils of water. Now I'm drinking 2.5. Okay. I love that. Appreciate that. But that's not even the bare recommended amount. And that's not by us. That's by Harvard. That's by Mayo. That's like Cleveland Clinic. Like the, the, the average person needs above and beyond that. So obviously have you watched? the Dr. Pfeiffer video where he talks about water and why that's so important, you know, like so many resources. I think some people are just so, and I'm not saying, not to say that people can't be working hard. Are they focused on the things that they actually need to focus on? And it, just in my experience, people are never doing all the things. They're, they're never, there's always more you can do. But with that said, sometimes what your body, it just needs time. It really just needs time. I still see people coming into the group like, you know, my weight is up today and I'm, I'm doing everything right. Okay, but it's normal for the scale to be up for so many reasons. Also normal for it to be up before the scale drops. Like, how do you not know that? You know what I mean? And this is why ask as many questions. We're here for you, but you should know this. And then if you know it, why are you not believing it? Because because our belief system sometimes is so deep, especially when it comes to dieting. And so many people think that, they're not going to be able to lose weight or even if they lose weight, they won't be able to sustain the weight, you know? So, so what, what would you suggest? You, what would you suggest to people? You know, I think as you said, maximizing everything, it, you might be working really hard, but it, 
it doesn't mean it still doesn't mean you're doing what your body needs in order to lose the weight or to get that scale moving because you know you'll see it in here there's people after Super Bowl weekend this weekend there's so many people that were on Valentine's dinners out and stuff some people the next day came in the group and said oh, I was surprised. I went off the rails yesterday and my scale's up 0.2 of a pound. So I'm back at it today. And other people that came in and said, my scale's up seven pounds and I had one dinner off. How is this possible? And this is the thing is everybody's body's going to react differently and take that maximizing checklist and figure out what it is that you need for your body. It's, you know, we can hand out that tool, but we don't know you. We don't know what you need and start to pay attention to your body and your body's going to tell you what it is that you need to get that scale moving. When it starts to move, when your weight goes up, double down, stay on that yeah. water, get to bed early, do all the things in the supporting your body and detox post and video to just really try to keep your body in detox. And, you know, you don't need to come in and necessarily ask, like you said, we love questions, but you don't need to come in and ask if, if it is detox, just pretend it is and act like it is. If it's not just pretend it is and do all the things like a lot of us, I think when we get disappointed and disheartened, when the scale isn't moving down and you start to give up and that's really when you should be putting your foot on the gas. So. I love that because I hear that so many times. The scale's not moving. This isn't happening. So I'm just, I'm like, fuck it. And I'm eating all the things I'm doing. All I'm like, well, how is that going to help you? That's not the time. You don't pull back at the time that you need to step on the gas. This is where you have nothing to lose. This one's one of the things I talked about in my live this morning is that look at what you're doing. Like you have, if you're still here, you have to know how good this is for your body. Nutrient rich foods, paying attention, drinking water, managing stress, managing sleep. Like basically it's a how to get healthy 101 list with a, a massive side effect of being able to lose weight at the end. Like dive in and, and also keep yourself open to, I think the, the reality of the situation. I'm not feeding people a bunch of horseshit. Oh, it's so easy. You know, you're going to lose the weight. That's not what I say. You know, look, read the words of encouragement post from, you know, week three, look at our Livy loser spotlight, you know, not everyone, you yourself, you know what I mean? It took, you didn't even make it through your first group. And then you came back again and didn't lose for a while. Like so many people have these stories that are just loaded with frustration. So have faith. So right. I'm planning a wedding right now. And um, it's at this resort. And I joined this like brides group of people who get married at that resort. And my wedding is in like what, like eight weeks. And I haven't heard from anybody, not a wedding coordinator, not a nothing. And literally like if I wasn't in this group, I would be like, what the hell? I'm even a little bit like, come on, I got to plan something. But in the group, they're saying to me, hey, it's normal. You may not hear of anyone getting a wedding coordinator until two weeks before your wedding. You know, some people it's a month before. And then there's some people who booked a year in April, 2024, who've already heard from somebody. So I'm like, how come this person's wedding is a year out? I haven't heard from, any, from anything, but every single one of the brides who has their wedding says, don't worry about it. Everything turns out perfect. This is what this resort does. They host 500 weddings a year. They are really good. Someone will get a hold of you at the, at the minimum, a couple weeks before your wedding, that everything will be perfect every single bride in this group. But if I, but I'm in there and I'm freaking out thinking, well, how come you got a wedding court and I haven't heard of anyone yet and I'm stressing out. Meanwhile, I have to be open to the fact that it's normal to send nine emails and not get a response. It's normal to call and not be able to talk to someone. It's normal that they don't reach out. I wish it was different. It's just not. So, you know, and, and this is kind of very similar, which is why I'm sharing that where other people might be excelling and doing really well and, you know, might not be happening for you, but you, you, there is a lot of inspiration around the group. If you're just open to hearing it and having it resonate with you. Yeah. And I think you need to don't compare yourself to that inspiration, but mm. gather strength from it and gather Ooh. hope for yourself from it. Great point. Okay. All right. Next, next. What's the last one we got to talk? What's our last, the last topic? One. The messy middle. You had your oh. messy middle post that came out this week. And I mean, that's it. You're waiting for your wedding coordinator to call you is your messy middle of the wedding planning. But it's, you know what, there's all the things that are part of the messy middle and that messy middle can be really long. It's not necessarily um, like three weeks of a 12 week program. Some people it's three groups in the middle of six group program. That is my messy middle was three groups. So you 
it, it is, you get a bit of fatigue from that. You get some program fatigue from redoing it. And I'm sure some of our returning members are feeling that. And, you know, yeah. kind of just struggling to stay focused and what your expectations were when you first started, you might have to adjust those now. And uh, that's, you know, one of the, a big topic right now in the group for sure. Oh, I love what you said. You might have to adjust those. I think when people sign up for our program, they don't really know what you're getting, what they're getting into. I mean, they probably know it works because they probably know someone who's done the program and it works, but I don't think they understand the magnitude. Like they want something different. They're ready for something different. And then when different is presented to them, sometimes it freaks people out. Well, I don't know this because you know what you know. And that perception of like, well, you know, I always lose 20 pounds in the first month of every diet. Yeah, but you need to lose 60 and you can never get there and you gain it all back plus more each time. And our perception is these diets work for us, but then we failed, which is why we gain that weight back. So we're, we're trying, I don't like, again, I was saying like, I don't spew bullshit, horseshit, whatever. I'm, I want people to be successful. I'm about, I'm a real, like, let's, let's have a real conversation about it. And this is what the diet, I say it all the time, the diet industry, notorious. Here's a before, here's an after. I mean, even us, when we're on socials, like we, we probably don't post enough before and afters, but that's not our thing. If we do post a before and after, there's a story there. There's tips to be shared. There's a, there's a takeaway. We're very mindful of doing that different because it's not just a before and after. Eat less, exercise more. There's so much more to it. Physically giving the body time, being patient, helping the body to repair, rebuild, getting in tune with that, your mind, strengthening your mind-body connection. And then there's that whole mental part right? Like showing up for yourself and showing up for yourself long enough, prioritizing yourself, being a cheerleader for yourself, getting over yourself, getting out of your own way, like working through issues, associations, old habits being hard to break. They say that for a reason, you know? So here's what I, the takeaway I want everyone to know about this particular topic is it's all part of it. That is real weight loss is the feels. What have you wanted to quit yet? right? That's part of it. Are you frustrated every freaking day about that scale? Part of it. You want to get to a place where you don't give a fuck what the scale says because you just feel really good. You know what I mean? It's not, don't let your life be, you know, controlled by a number that you're seeing on the scale. And if you have issues with that scale, you want to work through that because you really want to get to a place, not only where you're not freaked out by the scale anymore, you're not freaked out by food anymore. You're not freaked out by social situations anymore. That, that space in your brain, right? And this is why, this is why it's messy. It even gets messy as you get, the more successful you are, it gets messy because you start to actually lose weight. Everyone's got everything to say about it. Oh, don't lose any more weight. And you know, you're still doing that. And you know, everyone, the same people who were cheerleading and championing you on to do this at the end are like, oh, stop, you're losing too much. Like, it's just so fucking messy. <laughs> it's all messy. It's all messy. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you, exactly. You, so many things you said is exactly what's resonating in, with the members right now. Like so many things are changing. Their expectations are changing. People's yeah. relationships with them, their relationship with food. And like, as you said, it's all it's all part of it and working through it. You can't, being frustrated is an important part of it. So if you're feeling frustrated right now, that's good. Yeah. That's what you're yeah. supposed to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're working through some shit, like part of it, like you're frustrated, part of it, wanting to give up part of it, you know, also let's not just focus on that. You want to be also excited for yourself and hopeful for yourself and proud of yourself that you see how that changes the energy, you know, like you're allowed honor your frustration. Don't let it keep you stuck where you're at and feeding into that because you want to feel that because you're mad because you're still here and you're mad because it's taking you long. You're sad because you want this, whatever. Great. Feel that. But then you actually have to make a choice to feel different, to, to, to change your thoughts, to, you know, and you have the power of doing that. So if you get that, oh, I'm fucking frustrated. Great. Also hit yourself up with, but I'm still here and I'm setting my intentions and I'm kicking butt when it comes to drinking my water and I'm working on this. I'm working on that. And I'm going to get there and I'm one step closer every day. And I'm so proud of myself. And all of those words, if you just feel the energy of them are very forward moving. So as long as you just keep showing up, you can't mess it up. Keep moving forward. Okay. Um, I'm mindful to bring on our next guest, but I want you to hit us up with some tips. Now that's Thursday, normally spill the tea on Tuesday. So how about some tips for the rest of this week and maybe a set up because we are downsizing again uh, next yeah. week? Well, there's still lots of time left this week to maximize your maximizing and eating to satisfaction. So, yeah. you know, 
don't take the foot off the gas. Get those mm. really dig into the four mindfulness questions, how you're feeling and eating, because you're yep. going to be downsizing again next week. And you really want to be in tune with your body signals that you're hungry. So work, work through the weekend, distracted out for dinner, work on those four questions and just really get comfortable with them for next week. Yep. Um, the 20 questions, you know, if you want to see that scale moving, do the, do the 20 maximizing 20 questions checklist tick off, yeah. spend some time this weekend, especially, and really assess where you're at, you know, um, really assess where you can level up, where, you know, you're dropping the ball, where, you know, you're not giving yourself a 10 out of 10. And it's nice. not about getting a 10 out of 10 on everything. It's about improving that number every day by a little bit. If you can't do it all at once and it's overwhelming, pick one thing to really work on solidifying that habit and then move on to the next one, whatever works with your capacity in the moment for improving what you're doing. And then I would just say recognizing your self-sabotage is amazing when you are doing it, but do something about it yeah. when you recognize it. You know, I recognize I do this. Well, let's, you know, strategize. Think of some ways that you can change it. And um, next week when you're downsizing, if you start to feel that hungry, hunger a little bit in the evenings again and stuff, recognize it and really lean into that. And, um, you know, think about why you're uncomfortable with it especially since you know you might not actually be hungry in the moment. Yeah, I love the word uncomfortable. If, if you are feeling uncomfortable, then you are close to working through something. You are on the precipice of change. So that like step out of that comfort zone, get a little uncomfortable. That's how we, Tony always says this in our meetings. Are you comfortable or are you a little uncomfortable? Like we do want to be challenged here and we want to see change. Uh, Kim, so insightful. Thank you so much. I'm already looking forward to our next week's downsizing conversation. No doubt it'll be a good one. Awesome. Thanks. See you then. So good. Okay, so Kim was talking about the maximizing post and scoring uh, out of 10. So that's something I'm going to talk about in my troubleshooting session I'm going to do next week where I actually go through that maximizing post and you score yourself, not to berate yourself, but to really to look for areas of opportunity. On a scale of 1 to 10, you know, how well are you doing on managing your stress? How much sleep that you're getting? So we're going to revisit that. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Next week. Uh, next up, I want to talk about our next guest, Sean Hogan. He's actually a program specialist. He's on our team. Of course, he has an amazing story. He's down 54 pounds. But more than that, I want you to understand that there are real people here who are answering your questions behind the scenes. People who really have a passion, not only for the program, but they've been successful and they want you to be equally successful as well. So uh, let's uh, take a few minutes and introduce Sean. Gina from a tutu. Yes. So nice to see you. Uh, you and I actually haven't, we haven't had our annual party yet. So you and I haven't had really a lot of time to connect and chat. So I'm just personally looking forward to this conversation. Likewise. Oh my goodness. Thanks, Gina, for having me today. I'm so grateful that you got everything sorted and we could chat. 
Okay, so let's not mess around. 54 pounds down. Obviously, we, we just did a little clip showing your before and your after. My goodness, what a transformation. And not even in like the way you look. To me, just the energy. I know it's just a photo, but the energy really that you're exuding. Do you know what? Let's talk about life before the living method. Where were you at? How did you hear about the program? Thank you. And you know what? Um, <clears throat> 20. I think 2020 and well, the pandemic in general was just like, it was bonkers for everybody. And I think for myself, one of the, one of the ways that it was bonkers for me was that, um, we lost a lot of staff. We lost a support in the animal shelter that I was working in. So the work just got like magnified hard. It was already an yeah. emotionally stressful job. So yeah. um, I started to really absorb a lot of that. And and the way that I absorbed it was through a lot of um, numbing out behavior, which included food, included drinking, included cannabis, included no exercise, included sitting on the couch and watching Netflix every night with popcorn and my husband and my cats. And it was all the things that I had become that I was super unhappy about. Mm. Then um, around my 49th birthday in the spring of 21, I, I saw my doctor, he did my blood work. He, um, he, he let me know what I thought was maybe the obvious. Uh, he let me know that I had some cholesterol issues. I was, I was getting high and into a risk category, uh, cardiovascular issues in terms of my overall health. I was not heading in the right direction. And, you know, he, he said to me, he's like, Sean, you know, you, you need to do some diet. You need to, to change your weight. You're, you're in an obese category and uh, we'd like to see you change that. So we didn't have a plan. Um, I just reverted back to what I knew. I booked diets and cleanses and yeah. I got nowhere, dropped like five pounds, whatever. Um, didn't really start working out, didn't start exercise. <clears throat> and then I met a friend who um, I saw her over the course of half of a year, just transform. And when I talked to her about it, she let me know about this, um, this uh, Facebook group. And, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. But she sent me the link and she was posting on her Facebook. And um, I had a look at it, I think, around Christmas time of 2021. And talked to my husband, Prince, and we we just were like, 75 bucks, let's do it. Why not? What do we got to lose? <laughs> so we signed up for the winter program in 2022. And honestly, that's what got me started. It brought me to you. It brought me to the program specialists. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, like in terms of the participation in the group, the way that... Uh, posts rolled out the, the but but it was you showing up every day you showing up for us every day and I I was just like man this she's amazing <laughs> so you know it became a matter of like you you inspired me at that point if you if you could show up for your members that way then I could show up for myself and it it started to really like transform the way that I was um, approaching the first program mm. So, you know, I, it, 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 it was probably about week three of the first program when we started to get into maximizing and then you yeah. rolled out 20 questions Yeah. and me being the personality that I am, I looked at those 20 questions. I was like, oh yeah, this is where it's at. And it was the juice that I needed. I, I could see opportunities there for me to level up and I did. Worked through the first program, lost 26 pounds, I think, by the end of it. Wow. Um, but I was feeling amazing. Like, yeah. I was looking different. I was I was starting to feel more energized. It wasn't just that spring had sprung. It was more like I'd started to come alive. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I got into the to the spring program, second program, um, as as you talk about, it, it was much more of a face-to-face -face with... Uh, the mindset work and the mental game and the like, Oh, that wasn't so easy. <laughs> it was, you know, it was acknowledging that over time, again, pulling out the 20 questions in the second program and going through them and going, you know what? Um, every weekend I give myself a buy. I let myself have fun, fun and fun might be like going out for burgers or going out for stuff that, that yeah. I'm not in the rest of the week. And lo and behold, I'd find the scale up and I'd mm. be wrestling with that. 
and just wrestled and wrestled and wrestled and wrestled. So, you know, by the end of the program, second program, I had dropped another 20 some pounds and was heading into the summer, uh, just shy of 50. And because I turned 50 last year, it became like my mission to, to get past the 50 mark. Yeah. And you know, when I did, it was, it was after a two week vacation in Ontario and I was blown away that with all of the things, all of the fun we had, so-called drinkings and, and, and eating all the things that I could still come out of that with an experience of like the scale being down. Yeah. And I hit that new low coming into uh, the uh, fall program uh, of last year. And, you know, I decided that I still had more to lose. I was was feeling really, really good. Um, so many non-scale victories. <laughs> so many. Yeah. So many. Had to replace my wardrobe and, you know, everything <laughs> from shoes to shirts, like went from extra larges down to smalls and Wow. My husband would joke about like who the hell's in this house now? I mean, like, we have an imposter here, you know. And he'd look at my clothes, and it, it was it was really funny to have that adventure and and just kind of you know at the end of it all, Gina just recognized that my energy had shifted um, because the mental mental health stuff had really had to go through a change, and I think that that was the that was really the back end of 2022 was starting to dig more into beliefs and and the ways that I talked to myself and the ways that I the ways that I confronted um well I call them kryptonites you know really it's like those things those things that steal that energy and starting to actually address them because I felt like I could did that come where because you know we have people I we have I'm gonna get into your story I want to talk about being a program specialist at this point because you, when you go through it, it's such a different experience when you're helping other people. And as you know, there's a lot of new people who are new to the messy middle. We're just kind of getting into it at this point. Was that something that you kind of, and I love that you call it an adventure. Was that something that you embraced? The, did it take you the first group, the second group, the third group? Like where, where did you really start to get into the messiness of it and the mental part of it? And then do you have tips for people who are going through that right now or about to? Well, the first of all, the, thank you for acknowledging that the messy middle is called that because you know we it, it's often ignored in most diet programs, and yeah. you know it, it it's important to like although I had very good results for everything that I threw down in 2022 and continue to, it's not a straight line, yeah. it's not a like oh you're just going to get there kind of thing. It's it's where you have. Um, I think the wrestling match that comes up around say maybe our relationship with the scale. I think this week is a perfect week of where sabotaging and um, the type of ways that we talk to ourselves come to mind. And I, I started to notice those more in the second program, but as I joined your team in October, I really got into it because as I was reading comments much more, um, much more completely in the group, I could see, like the variety of uh, challenges that people face and, yeah. and, and, you know, when you're, when you're facing a, the messy middle, it is the time to dig in deeper. Yeah. I know you might not want to, that's, mm -hmm. that's fair. That's really fair. But at the same time, I think the prime rule, or it's not really a rule, but the prime commitment that you can make is to show up every day to me. The check-in video is a way to um, have an accountability check that I've showed up. If I watch the video, then I know that I've done something, five minutes of something, eight minutes of something for myself yeah. that day that connects me to the program. But honestly, I love the group so much. It's so it's a, it's a, such a different experience when you start to read the the questions in the group when you're feeling yeah. like when you're feeling like crap. The words of encouragement page is like, boom, it, and it, it is so amazing to, to read what others have to say, because yeah. often they're expressing what you might be struggling to. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we don't want people reading other people's questions to find answers. Ask the questions that you need. But there is so much value, I think, in participating in the community, especially with, with your struggling and reading the comments and reading the shares. What's your biggest, um, what's the biggest, what, what, what is most surprising to you now being on the team and now that you've gone from on your own journey to helping other people? It's like what's kind of been like, wow, like what's, what's, what's your, what's, what's surprised you about it that you weren't expecting maybe? I think I think what surprised me is the power of consistency and the compounding effect. I know you love James Clear, so do I. And he talks about that in Atomic Habits, about building very, very small, small changes into your daily routine. And they build and they build and they compound. And that effect has been profound for me. I'm starting this year. I'm coming up to March, my 51st birthday. And I feel like I have energy through the wazoo. What's yeah. incredible about that is how consistent it is. And it, it's allowing me to uh, deal with, you know, what life still throws the curveballs, of course. But once when they come, I'm, I'm not as reactive. I'm not as frantic about it. I'm not as stressed out about it. And yeah. a result of that is a calm confidence that, you know what, I got this. And because I'm part of an amazing team, truly, not just yours, Gina, but others, like my family, my friends, my husband is like, my cheerleader primo right is yeah. that I don't feel alone among the mm. many and that was something that I did have the experience of especially through the pandemic and there was something really weird about that but it, it's is something I've heard and read about that others experience too so I feel yeah. like I'm on this other side of that and I've given mm. myself the greatest self-care gift ever by digging in to what you've had to say about progress over perfection. Mm. You know, it, it hit me on the 250th time I heard it. The, the <laughs> first 249th times I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Nice, you know, but somewhere around the 250 mark, it started to land on me that, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm looking for excellence out of myself. There's no doubt about that. I'm striving to be my best. No doubt about that. But the tools that I've gained from showing up for myself every day mm. go beyond simply the nutrition, go beyond the water. They go down. Yeah, they get into sleep. I mean, I love Alana McGinn's chat with you. I love everything that we've been doing in the group. And it it gets, you know, I feel a bit at, at a privilege here to have the honor to serve, but also yeah. be a member. Ooh. I feel the same when you said that honor to serve. It really chokes me up. It's it's really special when, and believe it or not, 28,000 people in the group, as you know, we get to see familiar faces because not everyone is vocal and the vocal people are amazing because they make up the community, but you really get to see them on their journey. And, you know, especially people who struggled or whatever in the beginning, and they just keep hanging on by the skin of their teeth. And at the end, it's just such a, to see them progress and to get to this place where they're super proud, they're super excited, and they're such a success story, no matter what happens or whatnot on this scale. And it's just like, it's a cry fest. We, at the end of the, at the end of the program, we do the celebrate inspire post. And I, I can't even, it takes me weeks after the program is done to just go through it. It's just like crying, crying. I feel the same way. It's a real, it's a real, I, people are always like, thank you. I'm like, no, thank you for like, thank you for putting your faith into the program into the process. You know what I mean? And thank you for wanting to be part of the team to show up and help other people on their journey. I just, I, I can't with that. Um, I do want to talk about where you're at now so where are yeah. you at now you are your my notes say you're 54 pounds down are you done you wait no nope. what where are you at well i'm at about five more pounds uh to go my third i'm in my fourth program now and i'm i'm just chucking away but very very cool about two weeks ago is way as i would say i really dug into the four questions i checked out rebecca's video a couple of times for the for mindfulness question tips yeah. and that walkthrough that she did just hit me along like the feels on one level because this is my teammate but on another it it hit me that this is what this is the work this is yeah. the hard work we have to do is to bring mindfulness to each moment and it goes beyond eating but um five pounds to go um i i feel a little bit more like i've gotten 
better awareness around what that set point feels like for me and having that range that falls somewhere around 148 to 155 seems like a range that I feel really good at. Uh, yeah. But again, like even over Christmas, uh, having a few bits and bops and indulgences here and there didn't really ruin me or take me off path. In fact, it's allowed me to get better awareness around how I can be at that time of year with all the parties, with all of the visiting, yeah. with all of the extra stuff and all mm -hmm. of the confrontation with like, do I want that? Do I really want that? Actually, no, I don't. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> so yeah. asking the questions is, ah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's the best way to go. I think in terms of giving yourself a fighting chance. Yeah, those four questions, and the reason why you want to keep asking is eventually you won't have to ask them anymore. You'll just so be in tune. You'll know when to eat, what to eat, how much. You'll be able to trust that. Where are you at with your health issues? I know you mentioned cholesterol, blood pressure. Where are you at with those health uh, issues you have? Yeah, great. Uh, thanks for asking that. So I went back for recheck blood work with my doctor, and he called me, and he was I could feel him smiling on the other end of the phone. But where I'm at is that basically all of my numbers went down to normal and and or better. So I'm no longer at any risk category for diabetes or no longer at a risk factor uh, with my cholesterol levels. Everything are normal. So my doctor was kind of like, uh, so what did you do? And I, I told him what I did. And he was like, okay, I need to check this out. So I sent him a link to your website, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Honestly, I think to me, that's the biggest non-scale, but to me, that's everything, right? That that's, who doesn't want to go to their doctor and hear amazing news at the end of the day? How you, um, again, going back to your before and after that we showed, um, dramatic change. How's the response yeah. been from, I mean, you sound like you have a really solid support system, but how's the response been from the people in your life noticing the change? Has it been a positive response? Have you had some, like, how are you dealing with that? Is it, is it, what's your experience with that? Uh, I've had mostly positive uh, response to it. I think that because it's shown up more of a physical thing, um, people that knew me before have definitely been acknowledging that, wow, you look great. But <clears throat> at the same time, I think it's kind of like you said, it's energetic. It comes across more uh, through the way that I'm showing up each day. And I'm genuinely excited to get at it each day. Um, and I think that that's translated into uh, relationships that have strengthened. Uh, you know, I as I let go a lot of the weight, I also let go of the things that weren't serving me anymore. So Ooh. I changed my workplace. I changed some some uh, relationships and groups that I belong to that just honestly weren't fulfilling me. But maybe yeah. out of a feeling of obligation or a feeling of duty, I was showing up for them instead of for me. So. I'm really having a very different experience nowadays. And as a result of that, I, it's again, as I, I said earlier, it's an honor to get to do this with you because I feel like I can be a spokesperson for not, not just weight loss, but also like overall health, overall well-being. And, um, you know, it's that, that in and of itself is, it, it, it fulfills my soul to be able yeah. to share that with others, to know that it might impact one person. Um, mm. my, my husband as a, as it goes, has been, uh, truly my rock through all of the changes this year. I changed my job from an 11 year career last year to, um, taking some time to really settle, uh, to work with um, my doctor more and my uh, therapist and coaches to just get my mind right. Um, yeah. And I had this opportunity to join your team. And as I've done that, I've become part of this energetic vortex that's like a force for good in the world. And I just love it so yeah. much. So. <laughs> You know, it's what, you know, that, that uh, whether you felt the secret or whatever, what you what you're manifesting, what the kind of energy you put out is the kind of energy that you attract. You know, people are, are out to live their best lives and create the life of their dreams. You can't do that by not prioritizing yourself and your life. You can't do that by living an unhealthy life and not know what makes you happy. You have to make changes. You can't just, you know, again, it's so cliche to say, keep showing up and do the same thing. But that's one of the, and I love that you're kind of summarizing with 
this program, when you constantly keep your energy directed at yourself rather than out there and judging and trying whatever, it's pretty amazing how it truly transforms your life. It puts you in tune, not just with yourself, what to eat, when to eat, whatever, but across the board, I always say, you know, um, you know, relationships that you're recognizing no longer serve you. And, you know, people come and go for whatever reason. It's not a bad thing, you know, and yeah. I've got through this myself and they're not that it's an easy thing to do. Making, making choices that make you feel good are not necessarily easy, especially for other people, but also recognizing what works for you in terms of, you know, your jobs and situations like that. And it's really not an easy thing to do. A lot of people, I think, did you feel selfish? Was there a, was there a sense of like, cause that's a big trans transition to get to a place where you're about making choices for yourself and making you feel good. You know, was that a big, did you notice that? Was that hard for you when you first started the program? It's funny you asked that question and I can like almost feel like crying because um, you know what it, it, as I started to talk chat with you today about like how the pandemic affected uh, things, I, I ended up into what I would just say now is despair despair mm. about everything. I was not connecting well with others. I yeah. was not connecting well with myself. I was not connecting in any positive way around anything. I wasn't entirely a miserable coot out there, but I had kind of imploded. I didn't want to add any more eh, to the world that everybody mm. was experienced during pandemic. And that was, that was, that turned out to be more selfish than actually the work that I did to change that around. Ooh. Okay. Like so, you're taking up space, man. You know, those vibes that are just not serving anybody at the end of the day. No, and I couldn't see it. I mean, I was I wasn't really open to hearing about it either. I was I was quite irritable and I I I get it a lot better now just in relationship to the types of foods or types of ways that I take care of myself now versus then, for sure. But I think that when you can curate what's in your life towards what serves you, what gives you energy, not what takes away, that that changes everything. You know, it changes everything to do some of the work, like, like, hey, this is hard work for sure. And I've yeah. heard you say it before, like, we can do hard work. Well, yeah. that's part of it. It's not, you know, it's not simply a matter of um, wishing it to be a certain way. It's a matter of actually putting the time in. Is it challenging? You bet it is. But when you show up for yourself... I know that's cliche. We've talked about that. But when you do, what you're really doing is putting a little investment into the currency of trust building for yourself. When you trust yourself, that can make the world of difference. Why? Because you're showing up and you're doing what you said you were going to do. Yes. And whenever you do that, whether that's for yourself or your husband or your wife or your kids or your community, your church, your job, when you show up and do what you say you are going to do, you become that beacon for others who are struggling. So I went from despair to hope. And hope came about, I would say, like, I don't know, around August or September of last year. I just, the light shone. It'd been like, if I was... If I was shining the inside of a very darkened out light bulb, I was starting to actually see the light. And seeing outside of myself, I was able to see that if I could show up with what I had to offer in the world with authenticity, the impeccable in my word, and what I had to offer to the world, I wouldn't have much of a worry. And you know what, Gina? I haven't really had a crappy day since. Mm. You know? I think because that... It's that start and that finish. That's why you have to follow through and finish. That's why in th these three months are so much bigger than the time that you're putting into weight loss because it's what it says to your soul, especially yes. with dieting. How many diets have you done and quit? We know people have been dieting for 20 years. Like This is a big thing for you. It's three lousy freaking months that can seem like 30 years when you're in that messy middle. But that's why yeah. it's so important. You have to give yourself this gift of, of following through. It's that finish. It's, it's That's got to resonate. It changes who you are. It changes that that in what you can do. Because you're right. This is not yeah. easy. This is not easy. What's the, what's the hardest thing? I'm mindful of our time. I, I have so many questions. What's the, what was the hardest thing about the program for you? What did you like? This is shit. Like what is, what was like the hardest part? 
Uh, I was, I was thinking you would ask that question and (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, uh, um, I think, I think the hardest part was actually getting to that place of, of trusting myself that Mm. what I was doing was for, um, let's talk about why for a second. When I initially started out with the program, my why was very vague. It was very like, oh, my why is to like lose a few pounds and get back in shape. So my doctor um, feels good about that, I guess. So I was kind of like doing it for him or what, or it was vague. As I started to see some results, not only on the scale, but in the closet, in the way that I felt, in the way that I related to people, then I started to see that, yeah, actually this idea of trust, but that didn't, that didn't just like flip on. It was kind of like a whole, I had a mental messy middle, if you will, (laughs) around trust and distrust. Why do I distrust myself? Why do I, why don't I uh, show up for myself? And, you know, thankfully I love to journal. So I have lots of journaling articles about just what was going on for me through that process mentally had a lot to do with, um, I think dealing with some of the trauma, dealing with some of the experiences that I did in the work that I did, the lack of support that was there, or the the inability for me to really integrate everything that was going on around me and still move forward. So yeah. I really I really struggled along those lines. And you know, I think that that for me, the the mental game really became the greatest struggle of all. And it it continues to this day to be something that I'm surprised at the layers, <laughs> like I shouldn't yeah. be, but I am. Yeah. What are your What are your What are your tips for people who struggle who are struggling with that similar to you? What would you What would your tips be for them? Well, I think one of my most important things to say about that is that you should know your why, and you should understand too that your why is going to change over time. So yeah. check in with that, because your why, when you know your why, it is the way. When you are able to check in with what, why you were doing this work, why are you showing up? Why are you getting your water ready for your day? Why are you prepping your meals on the weekend? What has that got to do with anything that matters to you? It's everything. So, you know, it's really important that while we might talk about the messy middle, check in with yourself about that. Maybe it's messy in certain ways that you do have control over to change. Maybe there are things that you simply have to acknowledge. You can't fix those things or you can't control those things. And so there's a, a, a need to accept reality in some respects and in another to keep transforming what's in front of you uh, for what you can control. I, 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 I like to throw out acronyms every now and then. So like it's being able, like what can you control? You can control your ape. Your ape is your attitude, your preparation, and your effort. The rest of the circus you cannot control, but you can Mm. control your ape. And that's an important thing because uh, when you're you're having one of those crappy days, um, that's when knowing who your, maybe your accountability buddy, who your best friend is, who your spouse is, or somebody, uh, even a program specialist in our group is Mm. going to be there for you. Just please reach out let someone know nobody's really going to know what's going on for you unless you share that oh i love that because you know um like again it sounds like you have a great support system but a lot of people are feel alone lots of people live there's people who live in a house full of people but they live alone at the end of the day and that's not only do we have the most i think amazing supportive community but we truly do have the most amazing people behind the screens who are there to help you they want you to succeed what was your favorite uh what was your favorite week of the program what's your what's your favorite week um, if you, if you, yeah, okay, so this is, this is a question I know you always ask. And the truth is, is every week is my favorite week because like, I, I mean, I love this week right now because like after we've gone through a, a maximizing process and stuff, or sorry, um, a downsizing process, we want to maximize. And as we're maximizing, we're learning what that feels like. So like, I love just sticking to the moment. And right now this week is so like, 
on for me. But if you ask me next week, it would be next week. I won't lie. Uh, you know, it, if you ask me what the favorite tool is, though, I would say the 20 questions because, you know, the, the 20 questions, um, I know that um, you really wanted to have your chat this week about that. So when you get to it, people will get that benefit. So tune into that when when it comes up. But um, but do more than that. Print that sucker out, you know, do it, do the work. And it's it's really okay if you're doing that work weekly. It's it's really okay if you're um just looking at your efforts and seeing where you can level up for yourself. Don't compare to others, not important. Other yeah. people's results are not necessarily going to be your own. Okay. So many good, amazing tips. One more. We're heading into, I know obviously people need to be where they're at right now. We have another couple of days of week five, but they're heading into their last round of downsizing. What is your tips for them? Well, go all in. Like, don't hold back here. Like, this is not the time to hold back. Okay. Yeah. So it could be messy. It could feel really icky today. It could be anything today, but your next meal, your next snack, whatever it is, go all in with that. To me, the basic thing to really work on is always going to be those four questions. And you can always come back to that with your next meal. So if everything up to today has been shite and off track, make your next meal or snack the most important one to show up to, and then go from there. Every time that you give yourself a chance to take that one step, you prove to yourself that you can. It will make tomorrow, when you get up, a better day, a better opportunity for you to make tomorrow the best day of your life. So good, so good, so good. You know what, I'm, I'm really happy that we had this chat. First of all, it was nice to get to, to know you a little bit more on a personal level. Um, I, again, I feel like it's so important for people to you know see the faces and hear the voices of the people and really get an understanding that there, there is a ton of people here, uh, just like Sean, who are ready and willing and happy to help. And not only that, just full of knowledge. Um, be sure to check uh, Sean's. Um, be sure to check Sean's team bio. Team bio. Are you? Do you have an open Instagram? Do you have an Instagram account that people are you sharing your story? I don't, yeah. want, I don't want to send twenty eight thousand people your way, but. Yeah, no, they can check out my O'Shawn Hogan uh, with an O. There you go. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Instagram. And uh, yeah, you can uh, ping me up there for sure. And uh, I do do postings and I uh, keep people up to date on what, what's going on. And uh, as you started today's segment with my enthusiastic receiving of the Gina Living book, which I do love. This is like the bomb book. I love it. It's still available on Amazon and it's like, oh, everybody should have one. Yes, it's okay. Well, you know, thank you again. Um, final words, final words for people. I know you've given us so many good takeaways, but we do have like one more minute and I want to fill it with some Sean Hogan's nests. What's your final word um, for people? Well, I, you know, I, I come back to being in the moment, you know, so there's a lot of value in just taking a breath and mm. a lot of value in just getting into what's going on for you in that moment. Yeah, it might be um, a lot of acknowledgement around the moment being agitated or angry or frustrated, but it also might be an opportunity to touch joy. Give yourself that chance to touch joy and experience it, like experience it because those are the moments where you are truly experiencing love. Love that is a micro moment of positivity and it's resonating with you. That is what you want to connect with. You can do that with your cat i have my cat sleeping on the bed behind me um you could do that with your dog you could do that with your husband your wife your family your friends your colleagues you could do that with a clerk at a store when you do you are creating that kind of peace and love in the world that you might be looking for and it comes back to you it comes yeah. back to you and it comes back to you so give yourself that chance to experience joy as well by taking a good pause and a good break from all of the kerfuffle of the world put your devices away for a minute be quiet get a breath it's powerful it's a powerful way to be it's a powerful way to show up in the world Gina, yeah i'm so so happy for being here today so my joy is <laughs> 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 Woo!
Love it. It's about that awareness. And you have the opportunity to choose your thoughts and choose the vibe that you are putting out there in the world. Choose your vibe, choose your tribe. I'm a big believer in that. Hence are, you know, everyone on my team, honestly, is just next level. Like, I I cannot. Thank you so much. So many good tidbits, truly, and takeaways um, with this conversation today. Um, So thank you. I will connect. I'll see you around. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Tina. Thank you so much. This has been really special. Thanks, Sean. Have a great day, everybody. You too. So good. So many good, amazing takeaways. Okay, so be in the moment this week. Don't future trip about next week. Recognize that the middle is messy. Do you know what I mean? You're going to have one more opportunity to downsize. So really indulge in eating the satisfaction just enough so that when you're walking away, you're feeling satisfied and not stuff. Set those intentions. Do those end of day reflections. You know, use the journal, whether it's pen and paper, whether it's your app, whatever, the, the check-in in the group, just like Sean said, like pop into the group, make that a habit to just bring to the forefront of your mind that you're focusing on this process. Not only that, I think what we learned today, just to be open, open to what you're learning along the way. You know, it's so much more than just losing weight at the end of the day. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. Until next time, I'll see you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 